Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can take as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one will progress to the next stage, where it'll be picked over by two of the most odious former politicians in British public life in their brand new podcast, The Rest is Dream Money political currency factory i'm joel a man who puts the fly into thousands of lives lost due to austerity and across from me is john harris a man who doesn't necessarily see eye to eye with me on all political issues but we do have a really good laugh don't we john that's what it's all about really <laughs> so uh i said i said go political go hard you're, yeah. I'm sick of you sitting on the fence, Joel, and you, 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 you continue to sit on the fence. I, th- I'm I thought a, you I'm really could have. I know. Yeah, that's, but that's what I love about this podcast is that they just sit on the fence. They firmly sit on the fence and no decisions ever reached. And we all pat each other on the back and pay for Patreon. Um, John, would you like a film idea from me? Yes, please. Here's one from Nathan Kroppenheimer. It's, uh, it's not what I thought it was going to be, which was just like, you couldn't see half the film. A film exploring the creation and discovery of nitrogen and its ability to help crops grow. And then Nathan puts in brackets. The story of nitrogen is fascinating. If you haven't looked into it, I highly recommend it. John, I'm just nowhere near smart enough to do this. Well, so I also saw this one ahead of time. So I actually did watch a 20 minute YouTube video about it. Weirdly, like this is more sort of, this is a pun, but it's actually the life of this man called Fritz Haber, who basically used nitrogen to help crops grow and apparently like that increased the yield by like four times in these farms and it's what we all like what is used nowadays in 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 sort of commercial farming it's the reason that so many people on this planet can exist is from this guy fritz haber but he then basically used his uh, incredible chemistry skills to help the germans during the war to make enormous explosives so it's it's like more parallel to oppenheimer than you would think wow that um so yeah that's really interesting but why don't we know more about fritz haber that's like you know the fella that invented dynamite no so i'm I'm basically ripping this from the start of that excellent netflix show painkiller where they talk about legacy and the guy that invented dynamite realized what he he'd created dynamite and the destructive force that dynamite could become and so in order to kind of like augment his legacy he created a prize 
Um, the Nobel Prize, his name was Nobel. And so he's, when you think oh. of Nobel, now you think of the Nobel Peace Prize, etc. Um, when actually it's named after the guy who invented dynamite. So Fritz Haber should have, I don't know, could he have uh, given his name to something else? Or, or Oppenheimer, maybe Oppenheimer should have opened, like, I don't know, a big cinema or designed a car. But I would say in terms of the legacy, Oppenheimer, uh, if you ask, I think if you ask someone who like who is Oppenheimer it's not the guy who created the atomic bomb it's the guy who re- regrets creating the atomic bomb like, yeah true the regret is sort of embaked into like yeah, the brand almost so actually brand, in some ways he's brand Oppenheimer <laughs> yeah he's a sad guy his PR people were like what, what are we gonna do yeah we want how do we emo, tackle this be emo. sad about it yeah 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 fine <laughs> have some regret that's quite good I'm, advice they, PR wise they, they they started off with he the, had to um, film he the put out an apology yeah <laughs> And the notice apology wasn't cutting through. And so then he did, he, he filmed himself in front of the plainest wall in his incredibly lavish home, reading a pre-prepared statement by his lawyers about how sad he was about building the atomic bomb. <laughs> Hopeful that he isn't, um, you know, shunned by the uh, Californian elite. Good stuff. Uh, would you like an idea from me, Joe? Oh, please. What about this one from Oscar? Mr. Beastenders. Oh, right. Okay, so... This works because Mr. Beast, John, has literally been in the very postcode where EastEnders takes place because there is an area of Stratford that took on the postcode E20. Um, I used to live there. And in EastEnders, many, many, many years ago when they started the show, they were like, what's a far-flung East London postcode we can have for fiction that will never exist? And so EastEnders, Wolford is in E20. Now, Mr. Beast because I like to keep across uh, what the youth are interested in and what they're doing. Mr. Beast played in the big charity match of all the YouTubers at the weekend, John, which happened in West Ham Stadium in E20. So this is it did. This is actually quite close to becoming a reality. I came um, home from seeing my parents on Saturday, blissfully unaware that that match had taken place. And I got to Stratford and there were tens and tens of thousands of teenagers there. And it was absolute hell stratford was just like littered with empty prime bottles <laughs> it was horrific yeah it was really really grim um, but well done they raised lots of money for charity and it's all very exciting so mr beast arrives in walford here's the the play right he's then as trying to go for a younger audience mm. and so they rope in mr beast and they say could mr beast in the fictional world of eastenders set one of his big challenges in walford in the queen vic maybe i love it what so what's a big chat Drink a million like, pints. Pe- Peggy has to stay in the Queen Vic for 17 years without leaving, <laughs> and she gets a million dollars. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. On um, the, um, the, side, the Sidemen football, mm-hmm. I keep getting served Sidemen stuff on TikTok, and it's very much outside of my age range or personal interests, and I don't know why they keep serving it to me, but then I keep watching it, and that's, why I, that's when I realise that's why they keep serving it to me, Joe, yeah. is because I keep watching it. The, the fundamental flaw in TikTok's algorithm is it cannot tell if I'm enjoying something or watching it through hate. <laughs> yeah. Which is not, I'm not uh, saying yeah, that's what I, I'm doing with Sidemen. I'm not doing it with Sidemen. I, you know, basically, because I've got a sort of a simple brain, if a football highlight comes onto my TikTok, it, the context is, is of no matter to me. I'll watch it till the end. Uh, and so <laughs> I've been served every second of that Sidemen match in the same way that I would be served like any football anywhere. But there are some things that I won't publicly admit to, that I do watch through just sort of a red mist. But TikTok just thinks, <laughs> this guy loves this stuff. He loves this I stuff. Also, Let's give him more of this stuff, but then it makes me more angry. I also find like 
if for whatever reason I've got TikTok open and then I've like put my phone down for a couple seconds or even like a minute and then I've gone back to it. This is sounding like such an elaborate excuse to give you a partner. Uh, Some of the, I don't know how those, (laughs) and these dances they do on TikTok, I just put my phone down. (laughs) Who puts their phone down while TikTok's running? Some of the videos are like five seconds long. It'd be like being in Guantanamo Bay. Joe, I think we can all admit that we've been to the toilet done some tiktok scrolling and then got to wash your hands and then whilst i'm washing my hands the same awful videos just play yeah. over and over again and i think yeah. to myself oh god the algorithm thinks i fucking love this cooking video and i don't sometimes yeah and then i reckon if you're if you see that same cooking video 10 times you i sometimes think this is a good 10 days of me trying to reset my algorithm i've done it i've done it before <laughs> when my algorithms got so out of control i've been like right i'm gonna put the hours in now and really get back onto, you know, terra firma with my interests. So I'm just flicking past all the crap and then really trying to... I sort of believe that maybe my phone's like tracking my eyes. And so if I look away from the <laughs> phone, it knows. I also... This is bad, isn't it? Like, I know that there's a the thing about people's attention spans, spans becoming so bad that we can't even like eat a meal unless we're watching something. John, yeah, yeah. I look at TikTok when I'm cleaning my teeth. That can't <laughs> be good, can it? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I look, I've definitely... Yeah, the, the amount of time I spend like looking at TikTok, just the, the, the smallest activities that need to be accompanied by a podcast or TikTok is, is embarrassing. I, like, really I could go upstairs for, for like three minutes and think, well, I better put something on whilst I'm I, folding yes. two T-shirts. Yes, if I hang the washing out, <laughs> I stick a podcast on. It's nuts. <laughs> oh, no. You, I don't want to be alone with my own thoughts, Joe. Is that or what it also, is? Is it my own thoughts or is there so much I, content? That I need to consume it at every available opportunity. When I used to Maybe work, I used to work, when I used to work on a live radio show at the BBC, I was quite good at being able to listen to like four different sources of audio at once. Maybe I should mm. just transition that into my own personal life and get some <laughs> get sort of phones. huge headphone rig. <laughs> get four phones. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then I could have like four different TikTok algorithms depending on mood, or I could just flick through all four of them simultaneously while I clean my teeth. Because one of them could then be a- dedicated to like teeth cleaning TikTok. That's true. TikTok. One area of TikTok I've recently found myself in that I definitely wasn't asking to be, but I'm not complaining, is Lego. I'm getting a lot of Lego I'm, TikTok oh, content of late. Yes. Is it like uh, <laughs> just completely unbelievable things that people have built? Yeah, or even just like like little Lego influencers who are just going to the shops and being like, I'm going to go get the new Star Wars set. No, I had that. I had a big thing with Pokemon cards for a while where I and football stickers where I'm just watching people open packets of football stickers. <laughs> What is going on? I've never seen the fucking wire. <laughs> I've never seen the wire, but I have watched hundreds of hours of watching people open cards, various Pokemon <laughs> football stickers. It's, what is that about? What's wrong with me? Absolutely. Let's move on with our lives. Right. What about this yeah. one from Ollie? Yeah. Inspired by a viral tweet about the idea of the film yesterday, but it's with Jason Statham and he wakes up and nobody knows what a sausage is. So he goes around butchers being, and they're, they're all like, what are you talking about? Meat condom. Ollie has asked, what do we think is the best variation on the plot of yesterday? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. So I, I've also been thinking about the Statham thing. And I was thinking if I was Statham and I had to explain the sausage, I think I'd be broadly okay until I had to talk about what it's encased in. Mm. I don't know what that what is. What is it encased in? <laughs> Well, back in the day, it would have been another part of this. The it was pig, intestines, right? right? Yeah. But, then, but I don't think it is anymore. What is a sausage cased in? Oh, no. What? Oh, no. <laughs> what? 
you're listening live to Joel re-becoming a vegetarian on the Dream Country <laughs> podcast. Generally, natural sausage casings are made of the submucosa. Mm-hmm. Ah. Get me some of that sweet, sweet submucosa <laughs> of the intestines of meat animals. I'd never wanted to hear, I never associated with dinner wanted to hear the word submucosa. Did you? I don't want to hear the post-mucosa. What's, what's the opposite <laughs> of sub? Uh, yeah, I guess foot, yeah, can I get the, a foot long submucosa, please? Pardon? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, the issue with trying to describe sausages if they yeah. just didn't exist anymore. Because you could just be like, it's like a burger, but a tube, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's quite good. If the sausages didn't exist, I guess it would mean that those hot dog buns didn't mm. exist either. Also, actually, bringing all of this together and sort of turning you into a vegetarian, the, it's sort of one of the things I was thinking about is like, I think one of the big ones would be just meat in general. If, if tomorrow you woke up and nobody in the world ate meat and you were just like, yeah. I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. You'd be seen the, as one of the world's worst like criminals. If you, yeah. If you... Yeah, if you woke up tomorrow and no one had ever eaten meat and you tried, you just started in front of people just hunting and like, I, no. It's a bit no like way. that Simon Amstel film, isn't it? Where, yeah, it was in the future where nobody ate meat and they were like, what, what were you guys doing? Carnage. Yeah, that's really good. I think, so the one I, the one I had, John, I, I did, uh, see, you told me to actually do some prep for this one, which is completely against my nature Rare. as a man. And the one that I came up with was that I imagined. The comedian Peter Kay wakes up and he's got an international tour to embark on. And he wakes up and there are no aeroplanes. <laughs> <laughs> Why Peter Kay? Because <laughs> it's just a ri- That's a funny idea, man. Peter Kay has he's to try and explain He's just not an international aviation. comedian either. <laughs> right, where's he going? Ireland? Yeah, I guess you could just get the ferry. Um, <laughs> but it's... I don't know. There's just something about it having to be Peter Kay that makes it very funny. I think Peter Kay having to explain the concept of aviation... Is is where I'm going with that one. So uh, I thought of a couple. One is, I think, kissing. If you tried to explain to, to a world that had never kissed what kissing is. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah, that's good. Like, that's really good. Uh, and then the second one is boxing. Tommy Fury wakes up in a world where boxing isn't a thing and has to explain to people he beat the shit out of people for a living. That is good. I, people I, went to watch it. Uh, is there not something so inherent in the human psyche that they, we just love a little bit of rough and tumble anyway, though? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's some truth in that, Joel. I'll give you that. The most embarrassing still, thing would yeah, be the- to wake up in a world where there's no boxing and to be knocked out in your first fight. <laughs> <laughs> they were ready. There, there was no yeah. boxing, but there was... There were big guys. There was... <laughs> um- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, how about this one from Joe? Indiana Jones and the Dial-Up of Destiny. A dystopian future where there's no more Wi-Fi and there's only one computer in the world that has dial-up. Really seems like Joel's forte, so I'll let him take it from there. I'm not really sure which bit is my forte. Is it because well, I always... you went for... I went for a phase where there it was a world where there was yeah. nothing of a thing. That is, a, it's an absolute yeah. failsafe. I mean, it's essentially what we've just spent the last few minutes doing. <laughs> True. You wake up in a world where there's no sausages. So Indiana Jones and the Dial-Up of Destiny, I guess it's very similar to the Holy Grail, but instead of going to um, that place in Jordan, the name of which I forget, to get the Holy Grail, they are going to Tim Berners-Lee's house. And Tim yeah. Berners-Lee sat there, which and is he's an incredibly old man, and there's several devices you can choose, and only one of them truly has... An internet connection. Quite why Indiana Jones needs an internet connection. I don't really know. <laughs> if there's only one modem, who's he going to email himself? <laughs> maybe. Isn't the most recent one about time travel? So maybe he needs to email himself in the future? Oh, that's okay. He schedules so actually, an email. Yes. So he goes back in time and he needs to let his future self know something. And he schedules, <gasps> schedules an email to say, hey, don't go to that time machine today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. There we I go. I like this a lot. I, do you remember in the... I'm fairly... I swear this is true. I, but it feels like a fever dream. In the Olympic opening ceremony, they were celebrating Great British things. Tim Berners-Lee sends an email. The, yeah. Is, is he just sat there in a the computer? Yeah, but isn't he playing in it the as though like... Ceremony? Isn't he playing it like, you know, Ray Charles plays a piano? Like, absolutely going for it. <laughs> isn't that right? Like, hacker man. I'm pretty sure, um, yeah. And there's, like, smoke coming <laughs> off the keyboard and, you know. Yeah, a big part of it was in the open ceremony. Which, what do you, what did they miss out? Like, they, I don't, was there any sort of river of baked beans or anything in the open ceremony at the Olympics? Like, there's quite a lot of great British institutions that were left out. Yeah, I think they didn't spend anywhere near enough time on Mr. Blobby, as far as I remember. <laughs> Blobby, kayaking down a river of baked beans. That is Britain. <laughs> That is a Britain. That is a vision of Britain I would die for. John, would you like a film idea from me? Yes, please. This is uh, Robin Williams' Bicentennial Van. It's about a man who lives as a man but wishes to live as a van, and so he slowly replaces parts of his body with van parts until the DVLA (laughs) will declare him a true van. Oh, man, that genuinely feels like a Channel 5, like, 9pm documentary. The man who the man who transit became man. a van yeah. transit man. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, don't get any ideas because that's really good. Who shouldn't get any ideas? The guys at Channel, Channel Five. Five. But no, well, you actually, said it's a documentary. They need to find someone willing yeah, to turn someone... themselves into a van. <laughs> True, but that is good. Transit man's really good. Yeah, so he, um, you know, he slowly replaces his arms and legs with wheels. 
<laughs> and every every time you see him, he's more and more van like. I love the idea of it. It's basically the Turing test, but it's an MOT. It's an M- <laughs> so he puts good. his voice into a sat nav. <laughs> yeah, he has to pass an MOT. That's the final thing. And obviously, at the end of the bicentennial man, he's laying on his deathbed while the Supreme Court rule whether or not he's a man. And this is, you're just up on the thing in a quick fit. <laughs> oh, it's good and stuff. he cries a single oily tear. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> right, give me yours. Greece. The flying car at the end of Greece takes Danny and Sandy to the Pantheon during the reign of Alexander the Great. Songs <laughs> include Greased Lightning, Held Down by Zeus, Aristotle I Want, and Summer Nights of Sparta. That's really good, John. Well done. That's Thank a you proper very much. one. That's a proper one with follow-up jokes. I well know. done. Okay. That's quite rare for us. Thank you very much. Yeah. I just <sighs> thought, what if Greece was ancient Greece? What there if ancient, you go. It was ancient Greece. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Well done, mate. Hey, that was Thank fun. You. John, if you had to think, if you had to declare a winner, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of throw any shade on the listeners, but I kind of think like we were the best two ideas today. So, um, I guess that's an invitation for the listeners to up their game. Well done to John. <laughs> He's the winner this week and I have to go because a van <laughs> with the <laughs> thoughts and feelings of a human man has come crashing into my flat. Well done, John. Well done, Joe. Hey, well done, man. Did you have a good time? Are you having a good time? Have you survived the heat? You strike me as a man that um, will have a terrible, terrible time in hot weather. Oh, I I sort of perspire like you would not believe. It's sort of outrageous, the amount of sweat that is coming off of me. Do you know so what I'm glad I really struggle with? Yesterday, it's sort of gone down a bit. Sorry. I really struggle with... I don't... I actually don't mind being a bit sweaty, but it's the soles of my feet that I can't handle. Mm. I don't like them being wet. It just feels like I'm s- skating around life. There's like a constant film between me <laughs> and the real world, you know? Yeah, I, c- I yeah. I feel yeah, like I'm I in some sort of fourth yeah, dimension because there's so much sweat between me and everything I touch. I don't know. That feels a bit Channel 5 documentary. You know, like those people that live in bubbles feel a bit like that. True. Yeah, no, I don't like being sweaty at all. I think, I think you know, I for the record, I'm a very quick showerer. So don't judge me and my environmental usage this weekend, but... That was yeah. I think on Friday I had three showers. Wow! But how quick are your showers? So fifteen seconds? Really? I walk through them. I think we've been through this before. Oh, yeah. You, so yeah, I, I've told you before. You just need to get a car wash. <laughs> There's doors on both sides, in and out. Bit fresh wash. <laughs> no, for the record, one of the one of them was in a uh, a pool shower after a swimming lesson oh, for my child, not myself. So that that, that sort of only half counts. I thought, I you know um, I thought about adult swimming lessons. I could, cause I can swim and I'm pretty good at, I think I'm okay, but I'd love to be great. Mm. But I think it's, you can you get to, adults? Yeah, you must be able to. Of course to. you can. I think it's a real show of self-confidence if you, if you can take on, you know, like imagine learning to ride a bike as an adult or something would be incredibly daunting. I think I'd probably just run away from it and ignore it my entire life, but, um, it's a good, it's a good skill to have. How's your bike riding, John? Are you pretty nifty? You ever done a wheelie? Oh God, I haven't, I haven't, I can do, well, I say I can. I definitely have done a very brief wheelie in my time, but I'm not one of those, like the kid, you know, there was the that kid who could like, used to be on your Tinder profile. Cycle. <laughs> but there was always like the kid who could cycle on the back wheel or like could do incredibly long distances with no hands. I, I've always been so jealous of the no hands thing. Mm. Never. They could even like, some kids can like turn with no hands. I know. It's, it's sort balancing. of magic. I, I, um, I, yeah. Pretty competent with one hand. Happy, always very happy to cycle around with one hand, but the no hands thing, no. 
Um, one thing that we need to, I feel like we're going to pull back the curtain here, Joel, is we're trying to make the videos look better. So we've got better recording devices. And my video recording device died about four minutes into the recording. So Joel's been having to deal with uh, just looking at a screen that says EOS Webcam Utility <laughs> X. Is that not you? Um, <laughs> and I don't know whether, because I'd love to still do some social assets and some video clips. I don't know whether to just sort of every time it comes I to me, just sort of have like still a... reaction shots from you <laughs> the whole way. You know, or can you just you record know, yourself Park, nodding whereas... like they do? You know when they make a documentary yeah. and they, they've only got one camera. Can you just film yourself <laughs> nodding in one style and just cut that in every single time? <laughs> When I'm laughing, when yeah. I'm speaking words. <laughs> oh, that would be phenomenal. Love that. Oh, good stuff. Um, well done, finally, Joe. Joe, just before we go, I just wanted to ask if you are ready to receive 19 inches of venom. <laughs> have you heard about this? Yeah, of course I have. Of course I have. <laughs> they must. So for context, uh, the Spider-Man 2 video game, the villain is Venom. And uh, so the special edition comes with a action, like a not an action figure, like a model, like a expensive collector's model. And they, they tweeted, "Are you ready to experience 19 inches of venom on day one?" And are you? Well, I I hadn't. Do you know what? I'd never considered it up until that point. Um, but I'm ready my to fa- give it a good go. My favourite is uh, the other. The other villain is um, what's his name? Something the Hunter. I nearly said Kramer, but it's not. That's the Craven. <laughs> Craven. They then proceeded to like a couple of days later post a tweet about Craven the Hunter, and like I saw loads of the comments were like, "Exactly how many inches have we got yeah. here?" <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for it. Give me the full 19 inches. <laughs> See you next week, same time. Bye. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener